Welcome to Burn After Noticing. It's the number one Burn Notice podcast that's sort of about Burn Notice. We're back. Oh my God, we're back again. Can you believe it? I can. Josh, can you believe it? Oh my God, we're back again. Wow. Josh is back all right. Brothers, sisters, everybody sing. Everybody. Wow. Everybody sing. This is the energy, back. and I'm glad to see you have that energy because um, rumor has it that you have been drained of your energy this weekend. Why so, would what wait, wait what rumors are saying that I've been drained of energy? We'll talk about that. We'll get what? into it. Oh, so no. we'll get into it. Welcome to Burn After Noticing. I'm your host Paul. I'm here with my co-host Josh. Josh, me. I'm perturbed. To start this Josh episode. is perturbed. I don't know what's going on. Josh is I've perturbed. Been, this look, is exactly this is how I wanted it. We're we're starting adversarial. It's like we Frost did, Nixon. Like, a Zoom thing with my friends with brunch, and I drank a lot of drinks, and I didn't stop. Awesome. That's a good start. That's <laughs> leading right into this. Perfect. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> just just how we like it. Um, we are not alone. We're not alone. Because we're always with Jesus. <laughs> That's right, Josh. Because we're always, <laughs> we're with, always with our Lord and Savior Jesus. Yeah, so when you're with the Lord, you never walk alone. There was uh, two pairs of footsteps in the sand, and now there's one. And that's just because somebody else drowned and Josh kept walking. Yeah, that usually happens on the beach with me. Usually something else is, is very responsible. Too, so. Very responsible. No, we're not alone because like we do every week or most weeks at the very least, we did bring guests, plural guests this week. Buzzcast friends. And now Buzzcast family. The host oh, yeah. of Rounding Down. It's Cy Fieri and Chid. Chid, Cy, what's up? Hey. You are not alone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is this the karaoke cast now? Two songs already. We're not even two minutes in. Welcome to Burn After Karaoke. <laughs> I, I miss karaoke. You know, What's I had your go-to karaoke song, guys? Oh, good question. I uh, once had something published about karaoke. Um, it's, uh, my go-to karaoke song is uh, Come to My Window by Melissa Etheridge. Great song. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. That is good. That Mine's... Is the uh, yellow card song, that popular one they had, the Ocean, Ocean Avenue. Avenue. Ocean Avenue. Oh, yeah. Ocean yes. Avenue. That's a good one. That's a good one. Saw Mine yellow is... card live with uh, Newfound Glory. Some damn, years back. very good time. Ooh. Josh, how about you? What's your karaoke? Man, I miss karaoke. I go. I would go all the time when we're able to go outside. My probably go to that I do the most when I can't think of something is gin and juice. Oh, that's, mm, mm, we've mm, talked mm, about this before. I love yes. that because that's also a go to for me. It's fun. Yeah, I, I do remember you saying that. It's yeah, like a it's, fucking banger. It's great. And then all, uh, my other one is uh, A Boy Named Sue. Oh, okay. A Boy Named Sue is a very My fun Own one Worst Enemy by Lid is another one I do frequently. Oh, there you go. Like That's that. a good one. Mm, to speak mm. in like the 90s terms. Hell yeah. Oh, what would uh, what would the cast of Burn Notice do for karaoke? Oh, oh okay. Um, I, think, I feel like Sam Axe would probably play to the setting and do like Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I feel like he'd do some like lounge lizard stuff, right? Or like do like some. Frank he'd do Mac sure. the knife. Mac the knife. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah, That's that very... sounds about perfect. I can't even imagine what fucking uh, Mike and Fiona would do. They I think see... I think Mike Fiona would, would do Sinead do... O'Connor. It feels like Mike would do like Three Days Grace or some sort of new metal band. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's or, a good. Yeah. Or I think Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. <gasps> yeah. 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 I think Creed, yeah, that would maybe? probably be it. And yeah, Fiona would do like the Foggy Do or something. I can't even imagine what she she would not want to do it. I don't think. Yeah, she would just shoot somebody instead. Yeah, she, there's no way it would be like the scene in Indiana Jones where they just shoot the guard. Like, like <laughs> I don't give a shit. Does Fiona like fun? 
Yeah, but Sex to her, is fun, fun is like specifically uh, killing people and blowing stuff up. Yeah, yeah. She seems. I think I, she likes I mean, danger more than fun. Yeah, she seems a tad serious. I have to say. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I've only seen one episode was, of Burn Notice. She was so. really horned in this episode. She was very horned up. She was getting a little frustrated with the horned pent up horntness because, like, so we'll yeah we'll get into it. Um, so we'll we'll get a first couple of things out of the way. Uh, it's first of all, it's great to have you guys on. Thank you for joining. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, just absolutely. got right into thank karaoke, you. but yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, you're the host of of the Rounding Down podcast here on the Buzzcast Network. That's true. Although I think we were kicked off the Buzzcast Network technically by Franklin oh. uh, when he took over that account. So we're we're still on the network because I defy Franklin. Yes, we don't we don't recognize Franklin's <laughs> like authority. Everything got we reset. We are sovereign though, citizens. Like, that account got compromised too. So I feel like that's a reset. Yeah. Did just, we we have tough shoes what, to follow though this week following Uncle Howard? What do you mean? Well, last week was Uncle Howard on their show, and this week. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Oh, yeah, you mean true. on this show? Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Last week's episode with Uncle Howard was very fun. Uh, really good time. We got to uh, make wrestling references that went completely over Josh's head. Yeah, I got to sit in silence for two minutes again. One of my <laughs> favorite things to do: make wrestling references that Josh doesn't understand. <laughs> I just mute my mic and then I listen. I mean, you do it to me with cats, so this is my retaliation. <laughs> true. When we when we had Jane and Chelsea on, I was like, "Let's talk cats, baby." Like, cats I, like the, the I know show. about Jellicles, and you know about Hell in a Cell. Yeah, That's the movie Cats. TV. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. It's a good time. We watched it in my Discord not too long ago. Really rowdy, fun time. We all sang along. <laughs> Chid's a big fan of Les Miserables. That's true. I can't. That's one I haven't that. seen actually. Uh, I gotta say, I saw Les Miserables, the newer of the many remakes of it, uh, the one that came out like in twenty thirteen. Yeah, like Is that the uh, the Hugh yeah. Jackman one? Yes, yeah. I saw that in theaters on opening night, and uh, with my father. And let's just say that uh, we both mockingly sang those songs together for many days after that. Fantastic! That's you fun. went to see, see that like movie with, with your father. Yeah, it was like father son. My dad like unironically loves Les Mis, but I only ironically enjoy it. So, <laughs> my uh, my father son movie with my dad was the Die Hard movies. Mm. Ooh, Whenever nice. there was a new Die, even the bad ones, we just go watch and laugh at them. That's Usually, a good one. like a good day to Die Those Hard. Yeah. 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 Usually, oh, I defer on dad stories, but I do have a dad movie story. Uh, Ooh, the, fr- okay. the first movie share. I remember seeing um, was with my father, and it happens to be like my favorite movie now, which is Point Break. Oh but, man! Oh, man. oh well, you're in the right place. We've been talking about that a lot lately. You are absolutely in the right place. <laughs> Ni- 1992, seven-year-old me was. Whew. My uh, my love for Point Break is well documented on this podcast and beyond. I genuinely think it's like the most important action heist movie of its generation and beyond. Yeah, I mean, she also Lori Petty, big crush for me. Ooh, she yeah. was she was also in a league of their own. Was she also Tank Girl. Oh, yeah. Am yep. I wrong yes. about that? She's yeah. Tank Girl. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, no, that's a. I mean, it's it's influenced every movie of its genre that's come after it. And then you think about the Fast and the Furious franchise being such like a huge thing and being so culturally influential. And the first Fast and the Furious movie is just a, a Point Break remake with cars. Mm-hmm. Same movie. Yeah. Sure. Also, I think the the director who did the original Point Break also Catherine did like Black Black Hawk Down. I think. Uh, no, like, she did uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That oh, is uh, yeah, yeah, it's Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah. She's done Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. She Hurt did Locker. Detroit. Uh, Hurt Locker. Yep. Hurt Locker. Yep. Uh, Blue Steel, Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Mm, that's right. She's done some good shit. I like Catherine Bigelow movies a lot. I mean, what actually. a power couple when she was married to James Cameron. Yes. Like two yeah. Phenomenal. Who also directors. makes great movies. Yeah. It's like, weird that she did Steel with Shaq and then Blue Steel. I, but, I, you know, who, who am I to judge? A director's <laughs> filmography. Sometimes you have to do stuff for the studio. You can't resist uh, a character like John Henry Irons. Yeah, it's true. Who directed, who directed Shazam? Oh. I actually don't know. I really don't know either. Shaq. Mm. Shaq did I it. I would love to say Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. Shaq Wait. just directed it. Wait, I thought Shaq's movie was Blue Chips. No, Blue Those Chips the... <laughs> is uh, the college football movie, right? No, no, it's it's a college basketball college movie. College basketball Nick movie. Nick yeah. Program is the college football movie. Yeah, the program is the one where the running back fumbles a lot, so the coach yeah, makes him uh, carry around a football 100% uh, of his day. It's uh, Omar Epps. Mm. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Young oh. Omar Epps, yeah. yeah. Played by baby Omar Epps. Yeah, I remember that movie came out when I was in elementary school, and I remember uh, like a sixth grader, our departing sixth graders, they put up like a, a cork board of like their favorite things, and one of them had a big tribute to the movie The Program. And Hell I was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> cool. I did, in middle I school, I did love again. that movie, like, because I wanted, you know, I was playing football, like getting into high school football, and like you see the college guys, like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There was the steroid defensive end, the alcoholic quarterback. It really is like having played high school football. It really uh, captures all of the uh, stereotypes that you actually yeah. find on football teams. So. Yeah, I think that's why it resonated with a lot of like younger mm. people that are watching like sports movies. My favorite uh, like dark football or sports series or movie or anything is uh, Playmakers on ESPN. The one oh, yeah. season show that you can't. It's not anywhere besides like <laughs> to buy used DVDs because the NFL went and killed it. Yeah, they, they were not happy about that. They were super I, pissed. I really liked Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues I, is great. Absolutely. Varsity but, Blues was just Friday Night... Like, basically, they bought the Friday Night Lights kind of story, and they sensationalized it a little yeah, bit they made more. It, they yeah. made it a little more Lampooned fun. It. Yeah. I do feel like it was a little bit darker, though. Like, it had... Yeah, definitely those elements, but it had more jokes just in it. Yeah. And plus, it, just a great Dawson James Con- or Scott Conn performance. Uh, I was going to say, Friday Night Lights was network, right? So Varsity Blues kind of could do the cable TV, make it a little darker. Mm. Well, Varsity Blues was a studio movie, and then the first Friday Night Lights, there was the studio movie before the series. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the, Which was the, really good. The studio movie with Billy Bob Thornton's great. I've never seen the movie. I was a big act, lover uh, of, the, of the series. See, I, I didn't was see a, the series. That's one of the major TV series that I missed out on. I mean, I, there's probably already eight podcasts about that, but if there aren't, yeah. I'll do my research. Then I will eventually start my own Friday Night Lights podcast called Lights After F- Friday Nights. I just found I out we need name. to talk about Kevin exists, and it kind of crushed my dreams, but I was also very happy that people are tackling the subject of Kevin Smith, uh, one of yeah. the great auteurs of our generation. Oh, yeah, I agree. Although I said recently that I think the best thing he ever did was that tweet about his wife's uh, brown. <laughs> Here's the thing. You, you're probably right, but it's a legendary post, so that's fine. Like It's, it it's a piece of art. <laughs> I won that. Rocco, uh, our friend Rocco T did a post of like, yes. hey, who can like recite that tweet from memory the best? And I think I nailed it. <laughs> I was yeah, like, it's a good like, maybe off. a word off. Yeah, I was, I was really close. That's seared into my brain. It's I I think like sometimes you read good tweets like that like I the Ed Balls tweet you know Ed the Ed Balls tweet I think yeah. about that sometimes and I just giggle to myself I just think Ed Balls <laughs> I think about the uh, Dean Norris sex gifts tweet a lot mm, mm, mm. <laughs> really good mm. damn I don't have a se- a segue for this one but uh, I don't either yeah burn I notice one. I was trying to think of like well speaking of being horny 
this episode? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there was some horny stuff here. The uh, first, the intro was very horny. Very though. horny, Lots yes. Bikini-clad bikini babes. Yeah, we started right away. So we start off with our, our 30-second little intro thing that kind of gives you the up-to-speed of what's going on, what is Burn yes. Notice. Uh, so before we get into that, let me uh, ask you, Cyan Shid, uh, what was your familiarity or background with the show Burn Notice prior to us inviting you on the podcast? Had you seen it? What did you know about it? If you hadn't, uh, what did you? What were you, did you think you were in for prior to doing this podcast? I saw a ton of commercials for it. Uh, I've never, I had never seen it though. Yeah, and I so it's a show that I uh, vaguely remember existing when I was in college, out of college, just out of college. And uh, I never watched it, and I but I like Bruce Campbell. Like everyone who is now in their mid to late thirties has an affection for Bruce Campbell, so I, oh, yeah. I feel like that's uh, that's baked in. But yeah, I never saw it. And I when I was preparing for this show, I uh, I told my wife I had to watch an episode of Burn Notice, and she was like, "Oh, I love Burn Notice." And I was like, <laughs> "I we've been married for seven years, and I did not know that you've ever seen that show or that you cared about it. And this is bizarre. So uh, thank you for revealing something about my my wife that I didn't know, guys. Wonderful. It. See, we're here to to help people come together during the quarantine in ways they never even thought possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Podcast. It's good to achieve goals. I didn't. I didn't realize it was Bruce Campbell until uh, my fiance is like, "Is that is that the guy from that movie?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you're damn right it <laughs> is, baby." <laughs> Hell yeah! One of the um, best parts, yeah. Like uh, one of the parts that enticed me to be like, "Yeah, this is a could be a pretty good show with Bruce." So Campbell. I noticed. I noticed that there was an episode zero, and it was like some sort of like prequel to the show, and it was about. Bruce Campbell's yes, character. Yes, it's a TV movie they made, uh, like a few years after the actual series, which is supposed to be like a prequel about his character specifically. Okay. Yeah, there it's is a, a movie, movie called though. The Fall of Sam Axe that yes. we're going to get into at some point. I can't wait for that. That seems like great. Very excited about that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah, they do like, there's like, if you go into the uh, thing on Amazon, there's like the episode zeros, like previously on little catch-ups and stuff like between season things, or like just a way to get you into like what yeah but season one and season two have no gap in between they pick up like season two starts right where season one left off mm-hmm. except for the, some reason there's this terrible book and like the time between season one and two don't exist it's really weird yeah what we're saying is don't read the book much like uh like life in 2020 time doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. no <laughs> yeah, it's just like a weird means absolutely nothing it's uh of- supposed to be 8 30 p.m central time but i'm having coffee like it's the morning right now and uh, I'll be up probably till six. Listen, baby, time's just a delicious spice you cook on roasted chicken. <laughs> I can't believe we started this podcast recording three and a half hours ago. Yep, that's exactly what happened. It's like uh, Interstellar. Yeah, it's like the uh, Chamber of Spirit and Time from Dragon Ball Z. We're just training. Time outside of this podcast is going by extremely slow. We're going to leave, and it's going to be like nothing happened. Yep, we all have our gravity suits on. We're recording from our capsules. Training, training to be the best podcasters we can. Yep, be. I'm on a planet that's like the size of like like a small property that you can run around in circles on, and uh, there's a horny Chase old man with a cane. Honestly, I was right there on Interstellar up until that ending. I guess it's supposed to be like string theory or something. I don't uh, mean something to spoil like anything for anyone. Much like a Christopher Nolan movie, it's you're not love, supposed to understand baby. it. Just go, oh, cool. It's all about love. I don't I know do, about that. I, I do really enjoy Nolan movies, whether I get them or not. <laughs> I, I, I understood it up until the end of it. I was just like, oh, he's a particle now. I understand, kind of. Sort of. Uh, 
I can't wait for Outer Stellar. That's the one I've been <laughs> waiting on for years. Bated breath. Uh, yeah, we've seen the inside. I want to see the outside. Everybody <laughs> wants to talk about Interstellar, but they don't want to go in their cellar and stay inside during COVID. Ooh, ooh you, I, you're right about that. And also, I was out in public with my children today, and I have to say, I think my three-year-old son supports Trump because oh, no. he was running up to strangers and getting right close to them like there was no virus. And How I was dare like, your child not respect I was social like, distancing? Back up, buddy. Haven't yeah, they been on Twitter and understood the importance? Listen, I made him three different accounts, and it's like I can't get the guy to log in. It's bizarre. And, you know, if there's one thing you should teach your children early on, never log off, never stop posting. It's true. Yeah, and also use dark mode. Oh, nowadays, for sure. Use dark mode because you don't get the eye strain. Definitely use dark mode. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was, in fairness, it was 62 degrees outside today. So, there. I mean, I know people should – I left our, our house today, too. I had to pick up something, but uh, I saw a lot of people out walking by the water, and I was like, oh, at least they're in groups of two as opposed yeah. to yeah. groups of ten. Yeah, like it's you're, better you're than out in here in Arizona where I drove by people. And you go out for a walk. Like, that's like whatever. But Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I saw people Yeah, there are go- hundreds like of groups of two walking. Yep, walking standing right area. next to each other and with American flags and QAnon posters. Weird. I didn't, I didn't see any protesters. That's, Boy, uh, yeah, that's been today. Uh, not great. Well... <laughs> You know I the need opposite to go to Baskin-Robbins, a... goddammit. That's what we need to do is, uh, is put a burn notice on these protesters that are not social distancing. The opposite of a protester, a contester. Oh. Yeah. And the opposite of a contester, a contestant. And uh, there was, uh, I will say that at the beginning of this episode, uh, Michael Weston was in, uh, is a contestant for the worst suit that I've ever seen anyone wear. Uh, <laughs> so that's where I, I want to start. I don't know. Let's, let's was... start by this. Michael looks like shit in this episode. Um, he doesn't I don't look know good. If it's like he's supposed to be his character, like because he's like doing like a thing where he's using a fake name. But he like usually he's got cool suits. Like that's one thing he always has, and I've talked about it. Like they have no money. He's got all of his accounts frozen. He like lives in Miami above a shitty nightclub, and he can somehow still afford these really cool suits. But nope, this one just sucks. It, it looks bad. like he borrowed it from John Taffer. <laughs> it does look like a John Taffer. Suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Very accurate. Maybe he finally is going to rescue that nightclub he lives above. <laughs> He's just going to so, go in there like, all right, shut it down. Everybody shut it down. <laughs> Not until the, the people that he's helping call themselves losers. <laughs> well, he did, he did run that drug dealer out of town in the pilot. So. Admit it. You're a loser. You're a loser. <laughs> I would love to see Michael Weston just do like the, uh, the John Taffer accent. Just another one in his Rolodex of many accents. He's got a lot of accents. So, so you guys, uh, you guys have never seen Burn Notice before, and usually talk about the little uh, recap that they do at the beginning of each episode. How how ac- or like how good was that to catch you up to speed to understand what the hell the show was about? Zero, zero for me. <laughs> wow. I, usually people are like pretty praising of it, like they think it's like it helped them. But you know, I, you're saying the thing that, the thing that you don't realize about me, and maybe you do, uh, is that I'm I'm a little slow on the uptake. <laughs> I mean, I realize that about you, Psy. But... I, I wasn't talking about you. Oh, okay, I was talking okay. about the people who don't, <laughs> don't talk to me on a regular basis. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, the, I thought it was fine as far as setting the mood for the show, but it, it in no way caught me up to what the hell was happening in this specific episode. No, you're just um, like, oh, well, here's who these people are, and someone's got a burn notice. That's really yeah, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. And then you're kind of like, what's a burn notice? And they sort of tell you what a burn notice is, but you're kind of like, uh, I'm not sure I get what a burn notice it is. It took me well, several episodes until I kind of made it. Si- Cy and I know what a burn notice is because, as 
you guys know, I'm an outlaw, tough person, bad person. I've been on the, the run from the law for years. So I've personally experienced that in real life. I didn't need to have that explained to me necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry that the show patronized you. That's, I should personally apologize for that. It's okay. You, you don't have to apologize. Um, I want know, Michael we're, we're, to apologize. We're getting better every day. We're doing better yeah. every day. We yeah. try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of trying to do better every day, we get a returning character in this episode. This show, the episode opens up with Michael paying a visit to arms dealer Seymour. Uh, the eccentric, goofy, uh, definitely drug-addled arms dealer. Yes. Seymour, as soon as I saw him, so I'm not familiar with him as a recurring character. Obviously, I've never seen the show before. However, the moment I laid eyes upon him, I said to myself, that man is a market correction for Jason Manzukis. Oh. Very, very easily could slide Jason Manzukis in there, and it would make no difference whatsoever. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. Like he's had Same also uh, similar to Manzukis. He's had a pretty long career. Mm, mm, he he looks like someone. Weir Mitchell. He looked like someone that was in another show, and I, I was asking my fiance, and she's like, "No, that's not the same person." And I was um, like, okay, I don't I mean, know. Just probably Prison in. Break. He was in Prison Break, so if you're, he was in My Name Is Earl. So he's like, in, he's been in a bunch of shit. Was he in Prison, prison Break's Earl? the show about the guy who gets the tattoo of the prison on his back? Yes. Is that what happens? Oh, he was in yeah. Twenty Four too. This guy's been in all kinds of shit. Wow, a lot of Fox shows. Twenty Four is the show about the guy who he must he, have a deal with Fox. He doesn't jerk off ever, even though it's in real time and it's over oh, yeah, the course no, of a day. Kiefer has ne- never nutted in his never life. Never shits, okay, never it. pisses, never comes. Never even once. Yeah. Literally not once. But no, he's a, yeah, he's a guy. He's been in a lot of stuff. Sounds uh, like me I love this character. I loved him in the, the first time we saw him, and I'm super happy he's back. I wanted him to come back. I kind of yeah. figured he would, but we got him back. It's only been a few episodes. Yeah, it was the season. It was fun. He's a fun character. Obviously, like like I think we had said the first time he was introduced, we were like, "Oh, finally somebody who's like coked up in Miami." Like this is like yeah, it was like the first time we saw somebody that was like clearly ripped on cocaine. Yeah, like, like in well, a show okay, that's about Miami. like drug dealers and stuff in Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I kind of thought he looked like Michael Mosley. Okay. Um. So that that's the person I was confusing him with. I had to Google who the person I was confusing him with was. So I, I'm going to disagree. I don't think he looked like Walter Mosley at all. <laughs> he looked very different from Walter Mosley. What about Ted Mosby? He definitely looked like Ted Mosby. Definitely, yeah, a little yes. bit. Yeah, I really like the uh, the part in the episode where they all do an intervention for him. They all walk <laughs> into his into his house in Miami, and there's a big sign that says intervention. <laughs> They're like, listen, you just you you're not good at dating. You need to stop. Yep. It, it was really weird that this episode was narrated by Bob Saget. <laughs> found that very strange. Yeah, different, out of nowhere. Di- different than uh, the normal Michael Weston narration. A welcome, I would say a welcome aside. I was happy. I was happy. About and it. this, kids, is how I met your burn notice. <laughs> I can't believe that those kids sat there for Bob Saget to tell them that story for fifteen was, seasons or however long that show was. was. Yeah, they were just when he pulled out that really gun bored. too. I wouldn't recommend pulling out a gun in front of children. <laughs> I think we should title this episode How I Met Your Burn Notice. Very odd. I'm sorry I brought up How I Met Your Mother, guys. (laughs) It's okay. I that's a show that I knew that my wife watched, so that's not that wouldn't be a surprise to me. I remember without derailing this podcast too much and getting into it. I actually enjoyed How I Met Your Mother for the most part. The first the first six seasons or so were really great, but then they they just started to repeat all the things that they had done. Yeah, became also that's another show that. That's another show that has not aged well. That and Friends have both not aged well at all. I would say Friends even worse. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's a <laughs> bunch of white people. There's no there's no white people in New York. There's no non-white people in New York, I should say. That's true. Yeah, everyone <laughs> just, everyone's white and they all hang out at one coffee shop. 
It's a weird show. And they all have like, uh, you know, modest incomes, but live in gigantic apartments in Manhattan. And they're all and really dumb. No big they'll, deal. They'll say and do really dumb shit. There's also I mean, a lot of misunderstandings about people's sexuality that is the oh, yeah. the premise for entire episodes in that show. Oh, that's oh totally. Nice sitcoms for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they do the uh, the Billy and Chuck angle for you wrestling fans out there. It's just Billy and Chuck over and over again. Billy, which Billy is that? Is that Billy Gunn? That's Billy is Gunn. So there was badass uh, Billy there, Gunn. Yeah, he and another guy had this angle where they were like a wrestling tag team, and then that was like insinuated that they were gay for a bunch of time, and then they like did this wedding thing, and then right as they were about to get like married on Raw, they like looked at each other and like, wait, stop, we're not gay. What the hell? Uh, the ass oh, man, uh, the, the ass, ass man. man, Mr. Ass himself. He doth protest too much. Mr. Ass, current AEW uh, head coach. He's like their head trainer. Oh, wow. You know whose sexuality confused me as far as wrestlers were concerned? I know that he was playing a porn star, but the Val Venus thing, I mm. was like, there's no way that that man didn't go, you know, both ways. Well, yeah, and well, just, he's he is now like a really weird right-wing libertarian transphobic psycho. Oh, yeah. good. That yeah, doesn't, he's I like mean, a real piece of shit. <laughs> listen, it takes all kinds in the world. But the Val Venus character, one of the funniest things ever, I will say. It's it is objectively hilarious, and like his like entrance thing is like little like shots of like flowers blooming and a train coming out of a tunnel and a hot dog and like everything's just like a dick <laughs> reference or like yeah. a geyser exploding. Paul, have you ever noticed? So this is a thing that like it's pretty heady, and I know that you're a wrestling fan, and I don't want to like I you know I I don't want to. What are you saying that we uh, wrestling fans can't explore heady concepts? No, 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 not at all, not at all. Because I was a wrestling fan too. I I had two phases of wrestling fandom in my life. The last one ended around the year 2000. I haven't come back since then, but I'm sure maybe there'll be a third because usually things come in threes. But this is a little, it's a little heady. I, I don't know. Maybe you've thought of this. Maybe you haven't. And I, I don't want to, you know, I, but so his, his name is Val Venus and Venus. I don't know if you made this connection, but it hmm. rhymes with wait penis. Oh, wait, what? Oh shit. Yeah. I, when I figured that out, I was like, whoa, so, wait, so it this means, is... so it's like penis because, oh, because he does porn and like the thing that he does stuff about his dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's shit. like, I couldn't believe that when I put that together, I was like, so sexual. Wow. That's brilliant. That's actually really good storytelling. If you think about it, I agree. I can't believe that. Wow. You really blew my mind with that just now. I that was the attitude era. It was all about attitude. It was man. all about attitude. Yeah. And <laughs> Josh loves this part. Oh, are you guys done? <laughs> <laughs> I heard my name, so I figured you guys remember, remember this podcast about burn notice. <laughs> I mean, we're, we were talking about penis. We figured you might chime in. Honestly, yeah, I did you perk up a little bit there. But yeah, you notice how Josh about... got quiet as soon as we started talking about penis because he yeah. still won't post hog. Mm, mm. Yeah, I got a bone to pick. Obviously wanna, not. <laughs> a bone to pick, not to show. Not a bone to post. Yeah, not a bone to post, not a bone to show. Yes, obviously this is the uh, the, the crew that is really at the forefront of uh, really getting the the crowd in a fervor about seeing my quote unquote hog. Uh, it, well, here's the thing: I've never been horny online. Uh, that's right, documented. Right. People know that. Well, I'm, I'm not horny for your hog, this. and I. But like. I'm pro hog. I think you should do whatever makes you feel good. I'm, and trust me, if there weren't many benefactors contacting us and giving us money to advertise you showing hog, we wouldn't be doing so as but, much as we are. You know, as as good capitalists uh, that we all are, I think it's important to respect the institution of the free market and that you keep doing the hog ads. It's true. Well, I I play Animal Crossing New Horizons. 
I am a capitalist at heart. All I want to do is earn bells and spend bells and keep earning I, bells. Much like the future vice president of the United States, Liz Warren, I'm a capitalist to my bones. And uh, mm, I agree mm, with mm, all these sentiments. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. also a POC like Elizabeth Warren. So uh, I think my <laughs> voice, uh, as, as a person of Italian heritage, I think, uh, you know, my voice. Hey, we have an Italiano here. Let me say that in the language of my people. Oh, it's like an Elizabeth Warren, huh? I have Man, a so much super mushroom. <laughs> Just to hear that, it brings me back oh, to the I'm older country. Oh, I'm a capitalist my bones, huh? <laughs> Look, much like much like Ross and Rachel, or even Chandler and Monica, my hog showing is the will they won't they of the Buzzcast Network. Oh, wow. it's true. Right now, you're on a break from showing your hog. And, and speaking <laughs> of will they break. won't they, um, we will we or won't we talk about this episode of Burn Notice? <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? We've gotten probably five minutes. Into I the would not say you should have known we are like better. Three minutes into this episode, you tops. should have known better before you invited Chid and Zion that you were going to. I mean, you should have known better before. Like it was me that hosted this podcast. <laughs> well, so Seymour wants to fuck Michael. So I've never oh, met yeah. him before, but instantly the sexual oh, yeah. tension between them. So this seems like the episode that's after an episode where Michael and. Uh, Fee? Yeah, Fiona. As they call her? Yeah, they had sex in the last episode. Yes. But Seymour really wants to get in Michael's pants. Like, the next day, he's he's like, as soon as he sees him, he's, like, turned on by Michael. Well, you know, Michael's him. probably got that post-coital glow going on, you know? Mm. So, like, he's, mm. he's got that energy. The pheromones are, are pumping. You know, uh, he's been fucking doing coke and drinking mango smoothies all day. Fuck, yeah, you know, Seymour the energy's out smoothies. there. Loves it's those smoothies. out there in the, in, the, in the world. Do you guys like mango? Love mango. One of oh, my favorite yeah. fruits. Oh, yeah. Mango's a good flavor. Most popular fruit in the world. Is it? It should yeah. be. It's a great fruit. They're delicious. Yeah, fruit in the world. Now, that surprises me, but that's coming from an American, so who knows? Are we yellow mango or red mango people here? Mm, mm, do you mm. have a preference? I don't really I, see color. <laughs> well, I like. It's very I like, brave of you, Cy. I like a tufo mango. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what, about, what about mangoes, and they're only for the fellas? <laughs> well, if it involves seeing Shaky's hog, Come, I'm in. Well, welcome. Uh, I'm Adam Carolla. Coming soon to my website is uh, mangoes. <laughs> They're uh, fruits only for men. So uh, don't be a friggin' fruit. Buy my fruit. Nice. <laughs> That's uh, that Adam Carolla was good and maybe very Adam good. Copy when he can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does it all. He freebases it all off the dome, as I he say. Dictates it like somebody has to like. What? How does he do it? He's got an earpiece like the uh, WWE commentators, just like Vince McMahon tells them everything they're supposed to say. He's got like a guy like actually like feeding him into. The, who's the guy that's like actually saying what Adam Carolla says into the into the mic? Who's Adam Carolla's puppet master? Uh, Probably an unpaid intern. It's Louis was, C.K. Louis C.K. is just telling him what to say. It was George a guy named Carlos. Donnie for a long time, but now it's not anymore. <laughs> it's still Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> It's just still Jimmy Kimmel. He wants to like go back to his roots of the man show. I I saw Adam Carolla in some tweet beef recently, and uh, someone asked him. They were like, "Oh, what's it been like not to get a lot of work since the man show?" And oh, he's like, yeah. "Well, actually, I've been creating work." Yes. Oh yeah, no, that was um, fuck. Some uh, who was that on Twitter? It was someone? I... What an innocent question for him to flip out on. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what a fucking, how fucking, like, self-conscious do you have to be to be like, oh, uh, I've actually been creating the world. Oh, he's like I one mean, of the most I mean, clearly, people in the world. Clearly self-conscious, though. I mean, it's, it's he flew off the handle obviously a touchy subject. 
He literally has a book called like "In Fifty Years We'll All Be Chicks." He does. Does he really? That's the name of his book. That He's also like got apparently another movie. book called "President Me." Is that true? Jesus Christ. He's he's a a real i don't know he's yeah the america <laughs> that's in my it. head adam carolla yeah i remember his smug face on the cover dressed as uncle sam oh, um and just uh i mean triggered. i don't want to shame too many people for looks but he is just a very ugly man he looks like shit we just got to be real about it that man looks like shit well, maybe, but I think he probably wears nicer suits than Michael in this episode. Here's the thing. Michael wears nicer suits than in this episode. I, I feel like he didn't get a fair shake suit-wise. I, I want to watch another episode, but I also don't. Well, so. well you can say that. We'll, we'll get to that. Schrodinger's um, bird notice. Let's try and talk about this episode and not Adam yeah. Carolla. I feel um, like you guys are really burying the lead on this episode. I guess so. So I I have something I have to come out right out of the gates and talk about. Please. Uh, I really want to talk about uh, one of the other guests on the show, Marla Sokolov. Yo, did you guys? Yes. Do you, let's talk do about you guys? Let's talk about him. Gia from Full House. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It, that. I was like, I was staring at her, and I'm like, I recognize this person from somewhere, and she was on Full House, but also she was like in Dude, Where's My Car yeah, and Sugar she was and Spice. The girlfriend. She was one of the girlfriends. Yep. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff, but Sugar Gia from Full Spice. House is really where I recognize her from. But she was also around that time on an episode of uh, Step by Step. Oh shit! Yeah, I was on her IMDb, but I mean, yeah, I went on her IMDb because when I saw her, like the first shot she was in, I was like, oh, I know her from somewhere. Yeah, I gotta so, figure this there, out. There's a couple people in here. This happens like in every episode of Burn Notice. There's always at least one person. You're like, ooh, 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 yeah. I know that, who see, that is. You see MC Ganey and you're like, oh, dude, I've seen that guy in a million things. Yeah, you I think she was also in Bring It On. Oh, wow. Or oh, one, of, br- one of those movies no, like that. Sugar and Spice, the, the cheerleaders that robbed the bank. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Weird cheerleader fixation in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, definitely. She was also, she has children or was partners with James Franco, apparently, which is, you know, yikes. Yeah, I don't think he has kids. Yeah, she dated James Franco when this very, no, wait, this episode is from 2009? 2009, yeah. 2009. This came out, okay. this came out in like, the winter, of two, like early She was five oh, years wait, past Franco. Was James Franco when they were dating? Jesus. Oh, no, they're the same age. Okay, they were both just young. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Speaking of ages, this is something I want to bring up as a. Um, I found out in this episode, like I was just like, you know what? How old was Gabrielle Anwar when this was going on? When this episode came out, she was fucking thirty nine. Really? Yeah. Whoa. She's like she's over. She's fifty now. Wait. Whoa. So her her abs look like that at age thirty nine. That is correct. God, That's what am I impressive? God, she's fucking really shredded. <laughs> yeah. Like she needs like this episode opens with them and she even mentions she's like is the sarong too much I feel like I'm overdressed at this like beach party we're going to and she's just jacked to the gills she looks great uh, yeah she has not even like if she even looked at a carb she would shoot it with an AK-47 yeah she she definitely had some musculature going on oh, yeah. there yeah she is cut up uh, just jacked to shit looking amazing uh, so they meet Seymour Seymour's gonna help Michael find the the bomber that we're looking for so. If you didn't get this, Michael's house got bombed recently, and he's trying to find the guy who did it because that guy was hired by like the, the uh, higher ups, like uh, related to his burn notice. It makes way more sense now because I was like, this guy's a bomber. He's supposed to be a bomber, but like he didn't really do anything that was like bombing. Yeah. So a few episodes know? ago, he blew up a bunch <laughs> of shit. 
really good way to order, right? You didn't do anything that was bomby enough. You didn't yeah. blow anything up, so you have I to I didn't blow see something. him making any bombs. Wow, well, you want to call him a bomber, huh? Has he blown anything up? Has he actually, have you seen him bomb anything? Yeah, checkmate liberals. I didn't see him bombing, saying bomb on an airplane. Like, there's nothing like that. Yeah, no, yeah. What about uh, what about freedom of speech? The only bomber I remember is Barack Obama. Yeah, when he obamered the economy. <laughs> like Obama. Wait, didn't Bush bomber 9-11? Yeah, no. Bush did bomber 9-11. No. 9-11 was Obama's fault. He, he burn noticed uh, the, the Twin Towers. Thanks, Obama. Oh. He was too busy uh. bombing that uh, girlfriend of his, Bianca. Ooh. Yeah, so the bomber has a girlfriend who's like <laughs> works at a Russian mob hangout. And she drives like, a Volkswagen Beetle. She is a Beetle, which I, I have a lot to say about Beetles because earlier today on former guest of the show and friend Chris M. Vera's stream. Uh, so as we're recording this, little information, Chris is uh, playing Chrono Trigger for 36 hours on his Twitch oh, stream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I've been hopping in and out, hanging out with him in Discord along with... Get that uh, guy a coffee. Yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah, along with our buddy Dick Killjoy trigger. and some others. So that's been oh, we fun. Know that guy. But earlier, uh, we watched a documentary. Chris played this when he went to go try to take a nap. He played a documentary about guys who like to fuck their cars. <laughs> what? It's like called like I love my car or I'm in love with my car or something. It's, it's about these dudes who just like to have sexual interactions with cars. And Volkswagen Beetles were a, were a favorite choice. Like sex in the car, like no, voyeuristic kind with of with the car. Like mm-hmm. they are having sex, and the car is the thing that they're having sex with. <laughs> so that's that's like a whole a whole subgenre of people. There's at least two that I know of because it followed these two guys. Well, Wait, there's there's two people that do this uh, at least, and I think there's even more than that. And they do are, you think do you think you, that they freaks. had the do you think they had the idea to to have sex with the cars independently, or one saw the other one doing it, and they're like, oh, that looks kind of fun. No, it was independently. These guys found each other online because they shared the interest in car fuck. I mean, Listen, you, you can then, find just about anyone online, apparently. And then the one guy fucked apparently. the other guy's car. Whoa. Whoa. Is that covered under the warranty? <laughs> Do you avoid the not. warranty no, if the, you fuck the, the car? The, probably the best part is the closing line and closing shot of this documentary is the one guy looking at the other guy, and he goes, did you really jizz on my car, dude? What? <laughs> and that's how it ends. I'm not what? joking about that. That's I feel really like, I feel like that, sound, that sounds like a dude wears my car porn parody. No, yeah. this is a real documentary, and it's fucking insane. But yeah, Volkswagen Beetles were among the cars that got fucked pretty frequently. People like fucking Volkswagen Beetles. I wonder why. Mm. I mean, you said before that these are people who are in love with their cars, but I think they're just people who are in lust yeah, with Yeah, it their seems cars. like more of a lust thing. I don't know yeah, if they Yeah, there's no them. way the car like is falling in love with these people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so that being said, what cars would you guys fuck? Ooh, Kit from Knight Rider. Yeah, yeah, obviously that's a good choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good dirty can, talk, you know. Yeah, well, obvious choice, and I I appreciate you saying that. Thank and you. Yeah, that out of the that way was, I had to get us. that one for if we were doing like a dibs, I have a dibs on it. Kit. I take a, a Plymouth Cuda. Ooh. I'm gonna say seventies. Uh, more era. like a more like a Plymouth Cooter. Mm, 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 more mm, like mm, a plow that Cooter. I think I I think I'd go with an Escalade. Ooh. Oh, oh. oh wow! He likes him thick. He likes a wide body. I like a wide body, and also I like experience. I get it. It's a classic. Um, I would specifically fuck uh, uh, Suki's car from Too Fast, Too Furious with all the anime uh, stuff on it. Yeah. Tokyo Drift. Or was that Too Fast, Too Furious? Too Fast, right? Too Furious. That's right. That's right. Yes. I would also fuck that Scion XB with the Hulk hands from Tokyo Drift. You got to fuck More the like, Hulk car, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck, yeah we'd all fuck the, box, the Hulk The boxy one? <laughs> <laughs> More like what? Tokyo Lick. Oh. <laughs> 
Damn. I'd fuck right, Paul Walker's so car. We're going to go so fuck a car real quick. Well, and you, we'll can't be right fall, back. you can't fuck Paul Walker because he's 0% of a man. He died. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I was going to say his car is a little too hot, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, jeez. That's. Um, uh, moving on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. So we are uh, now like six minutes into this episode. <laughs> Uh, so Time doesn't you're matter. gonna leave we all this it. in, right? We're, it, we're right talking about burn is, notice. So th- this at this point, we're we now leave the pool party where there's lots of uh, scantily clad women, and uh, and men, they, and men, yeah, exactly. And uh, th- I would notice that Michael sort of looks like a young Blake Schwarzenbach for any of my jawbreaker heads out there. <laughs> Cy, what do you think? Yes, no. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could see him getting right into accident prone, and uh, yeah. and I think he, you know, he has the same sort of attitude as Blake Schwarzenbach did back then before he Wait. was humbled by the world. Wait, so he would refuse a bunch of money to do reunion shows until the price was just right, and then he'd do a hundred <laughs> reunion shows? Well, I mean, here's the thing: the Weston gang does turn the money down a lot. Like they do turn the money down. Oh, it like seemed like they were kind of desperate for money, so maybe they were late, late era break, Blake. Blake Schwarzenbach. Yeah, I couldn't say his last name. I wasn't even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the deal is they're going to get Seymour to help him find the buy the buy uh, the bomber. The bomber. And at the other time, they have an art guy. He's like the side quest of the week. They kind of just like get right into it. Michael's using a fake name on the guy, and they're going to uh, track down whether this guy like stole some art or like did an inside job on some art. The whole thing was kind of weird. Somebody's like, somebody's trying to break into the art gallery. So they're using it. Like he's the consultant, like I'll find out who's doing so, this, but he's actually yeah, so trying to find the art. The whole what time. I got from the, what I got from the art angle was that he was just using that to make money so he could do his other gig. I was kind of confused. I thought that that was just like a side job that he picked up. Well, that's up, what they usually consulting. do is like they take these side jobs so he can fund his burn notice quest. But the problem is they he ends up like doing some heart of gold shit and then turning the money down a lot. Yeah, for Marla Sokolov. I get it. Yeah, yeah. like he did. He, yeah, and to, skipping ahead a bit, he does try to turn the money down for Marla Sokolov in this episode too. Um, yeah. But before we get there, yeah, so. Yeah, that was a big stack. He's. He, he's like getting that figured out. There's the art guy. So he's posing as like a, a consultant that's going to like help him figure out who the spy is. Um, and then in the meantime, Seymour tracks down this girlfriend we talked about with the Volkswagen Beetle who, you know, doesn't fuck the car, wants to fuck the girl. As far as we know, of course. I don't know. Maybe he's a car guy, too. You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> It's too bad you didn't watch that documentary before you had Uncle Howard on because he could have told you if he'd fuck a Miata or not. I think Ooh. Howard might fuck a Miata. Somebody in the chat said they'd fuck a Miata. So. Miata guy fuck you, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to change his, uh, he'd have to change his name. But, uh... Yeah, so there was a fun scene early on when Seymour like found the girlfriend and he's got Michael at the cafe and he's like, hey, bro, I found it. This is the cafe. And check it out. My assistant's going to put a tracker under her car. And so Michael decides this is a bad idea and wants to abort it because he doesn't want the you know the mafia to see uh, the the dumbass guy putting the track on the car. So he like runs right. up to the guy and he's the like, "Hey man, him. these are your keys. You left them on my wife's dresser." Boom! Punches him. He's like, "Stay away from my wife. Stop emailing my wife." My it was good wife. stuff. Wife guy Michael. Wife guy Michael. Yeah, I mean he's. I didn't see that. Wife. I didn't see that second punch coming in the face though. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> he hit the guy in the face a second time and like ran him off to like distract attention. So that was a fun scene. Um, there's a fun scene where Fiona's like sitting on the bed, just like clearly like thinking that Mike was calling her over to fuck. And it was actually like him and Sam there to like talk strategy. Yeah. 
Oh, is that when he was like, I'll take my drink on the patio? Yeah, she was just like, why am I here, Michael? Oh, my God. I was was also confused because, and I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but there was a spoon on the bed. That's for yogurt. Yeah, they have to keep the yogurt spoon. Yeah, they just, they just keep a yogurt spoon nearby in case they want. Okay, some so he said because he said he was going out for yogurt. Is yogurt a reoccurring theme that happens? Literally every episode. Okay, Did like oh, frozen really? yogurt or just one. like. No, this isn't like, a bit. There is a reference to yogurt or somebody consuming yogurt in every single episode. Yeah, this is like proto Terry from Brooklyn Nine Nine, also like a yogurt a little, stand. Yeah, it's just like a little little th- little little bit they do. Like it started in the pilot and they decided to just keep it going. It's huh. like a little in joke. Uh, I mean, those probiotics, they keep you regular, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got to be regular if you want to. It's definitely good for you. It's the second yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis we've had in this, uh, this reference. <laughs> True. True. I feel um, like that's bad for a spy, though. You'd be, like, shitting, like, pretty regularly. You'd maybe want to hold it in if you're, like, on a stakeout. True. So, yeah. So, this job doesn't I don't really... know. You need to seem normal. You need to have a regular schedule if you're spying. You plan the heists around your shits? Well, if you if you eat yogurt regularly enough, then you know, you're just going to know, like, yep, I'm a 7 a.m. guy. I wake up, I take a 7 a.m. shit, Being and I a can spy do heists the rest of the day. You have to have a clean bowel movement schedule, or the whole job can go south when you shit your pants. <laughs> you think he's ever can... shit his pants on a stakeout, though? Like, spies would have to just deal with it, right? Oh, yeah. You, I'm sure a lot of spies have shit themselves uh, on the job. It's just part, of, it's part and parcel. Yeah, you, you shit and piss in bottles and stuff. Like I know, your... like you got There's got to be a Sam Axe story where he's like, "Yeah, I shit myself on the Berlin Wall back in '81." Chid, <laughs> <laughs> were you spying on someone? Were you on a stakeout when you pissed in that bottle? No comment. College? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> the spy never reveals their secrets. I filled so up a half gallon bottle of iced tea. With the, the, the middle stuff, like, is you know. So this, what I, what's interesting and very classic burn notice is that this job, the, the art job, doesn't seem to matter a whole lot to Mike until he has a little meeting with Marla Sokolov, and she's like, "You don't understand. This guy, dun dun dun, killed my father." Yeah. And then Michael just immediately goes into daughter Avenger mode, activated, burp burp, meow up. Her father was J.D. Blake, JD probably Blake, the all lowercase, J.D. Blake, the pop artist. The pop artist, yeah. J.D. Blake, in lowercase And the, the painting that apparently of interest is called Lady in White. And I just want to say, Lady in White. Welcome back to the karaoke cast. He's dancing with me. Wow. Great job. Cheek. Bravo. Thank you. That was beautiful. Incredible. Wow. Incredible. Here. So just you and me. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's where I wanna be. I hardly know this beauty by my side. Oh, never will forget. The way you look tonight. Wow, what a performance. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank incredible you. that you sang the entire song on this podcast just now. Well, I mean, I'm a big Christopher Berg fan, one of his it's biggest great. fans. I, I hope you, know, I hope you guys enjoyed that entire song. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, that was brave. That was, yeah, it was brave. Literally could... braver than every troop combined. Wow. I I mean, listen, I stand our troops. I'm always saying that, that I You're stand You're pro-sucking off the troops, for sure. Yes. I think sucking I mean, off the troops here's the is thing. The I would suck do. off the troops, but not in, like, a gay way, but just in, like, a way to thank them for their service. Mm, mm, mm. 
one of my favorite things that happens at this point in the episode, so we find out the painting is the lady in white, and then there's a really cool scene where Michael discusses how if you want to erase uh, a hard drive because he needs to erase the fact that, like, Melanie, which is the name of the actress Sokolov, yeah, Marla Sokolov, Marla Sokolov. Uh, she's been like in and out of the file rooms trying to find information on this lady in white. So he like makes this elaborate car battery magnet to erase uh, a hard drive. Magnets? And, How do they work? Well, exactly. And the the security guy, when he puts it on top of the hard drive or on top of the computer tower, the security guy <laughs> looks at a screen that goes white, like just straight up blizzard snow screen and goes, it's not possible. The files, they're erased, but nothing's <laughs> happening on his screen. I don't know how he would... <laughs> It's impossible. That's just how you know when the screen goes white. That means that's like it's the, impossible. The telltale computer sign of all the files have been erased. <laughs> when your like screen looks like a TV from 1991. Yep. I was I was really weirded out when I saw that because it made me think about when TV like used to just stop at some point and do that at night, and then mm-hmm. it would like start again in the morning. Yeah, the sign off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just strange to me. Uh, it, it's funny how there's so much content now that that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, but or, like or you could sell when, infomercials. I remember when they first started seeing all night infomercials. Yeah. They're just being infomercials. Late night Comedy night. Central infomercials. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember when and when I was in college and I would often be up I mean, I just kept an opposite human schedule where I'd be up until like seven or eight in the morning and have breakfast and then Oh, I'm, so that's like me for the last two weeks. Good. Yeah, it's great. So that would be when I would go to sleep is like eight in the morning. And uh I would watch like a I think Comedy Central signed off at three, I want to say. I think Food Network signed off at four. There were like certain networks I knew when they signed off and went to infomercials, which is yeah, a depressing thing I was thing the same with Food about. Network because they'd be playing Iron Chef around then. I'd definitely be watching that. Yeah. So those Iron Chef replays. Oh, so good. Hey, oh. my fellow Italiano. You know you're <laughs> up too late now when Pioneer Woman comes on. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or like even all the Twitch streams you watch have signed off by then. You're like, oh, fuck, now it's bad. Yeah, no one's online. It's just no desolate. one's Twitch streaming. It's the Australians' like, turn. Yep, yeah, you're watching. Uh, you're watching people play like the Oceania servers in Fortnite, and you're just like, "What? Well, why am I here?" Yeah. Um. So speaking of why are we here? We're talking about burn notice. But we're just gonna fucking blaze through the plot in this episode. We're gonna burn through it if you will. We're gonna absolutely burn through it. So um, there was burn like Usher. Fiona, Fiona smashed a bottle over someone's head. That was kind of fun. Yeah, um, MC. Gaming. Two bottles. Yep. There was uh there was a funny scene where. Sam was like talking Michael through like how to like navigate through this like room uh, when they were like that was so video gamey. I wrote down uh, this is the burn notice GTA heist setup mission. Yep, yeah, very. Like, it's video like literally game-y. like I was playing the casino heist with my friends the other night and like this is us being like okay now go through this thing and then take that guy out. Okay now go through that hallway and turn left. Okay now turn right. No 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 turn back around. Right, 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 right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it was extremely video game, which is on brand for burn notice. Yeah, very very uh, uh, stealth mission. GTA for sure. Yes, um, I got a Ghost Adventures vibe from that scene with the the shadow. Oh, like I can ghost? see Ghost Adventures. Yeah, like he's got mm. one guy's got the blueprint. Like you got to go through. Yeah, very good. I would love to see Michael and Sam go ghost hunting. <laughs> oh man, they go down to like Louisiana or something. Yeah, they'd be the swamps. They'd be really scared, but they'd bring the the female character. I or Key West. They could go to Key West. Is haunted Key as fuck. Yeah, I used to live yeah, down yeah. there. There's some good ones. The entire island's an Indian burial ground, and it has some of the most ghostly energy of anywhere I've ever been. I don't know what you're talking about. Just because Ernest Hemingway killed himself there. Wait. (laughs) Hang on. Mm. I want to double check on that. Oh, man. I almost killed myself in Key West. I was depressed as fuck down there. (laughs) Wow. That's that's getting real moments. Are you the beach bum? Yes. 
you McConaughey, the beach bum? Dude? I mean, I did. I did drink a lot and gain a bunch of weight. So, are you feeling better now? Oh yeah, absolutely. This was okay. a long time ago. Good. Hey, during this COVID nineteen thing, are you drinking a bunch and gaining a bunch of weight? I am not. I'm barely yeah. drinking at all. Well, that's nice. This that's is uh, this is what growing up looks like. Now I just smoke a bunch of weed. It's the smart way to do it. Hey, that's four twenty yep, tomorrow. I had my weed delivered today. I got a whole bunch of more weed uh, today, so I just re-upped. Uh, and I got to tell you, when we get done with this podcast, I am getting really high. I don't know why you're not doing it now. Yeah. I, just because I wanted to like not be completely in space for this record. To be totally honest, like you know, like a little bit. We've been so focused, you know. Why ruin that? Yeah, Yeah. this is a very focused, very serious podcast uh, where we have to stay focused and stay on track. So that's why I I dedicate myself to this, and I think it shows. I think it shows when we record. I'm a little disappointed because one of my favorite ambient sounds from the Bobby Horror Picture Show is just the (laughs) (laughs) that you hear (laughs) repeatedly during because he's smoking them because he's got them. He's He's got them. Might as well. I have done bong rips on this podcast before, so it's you know it's it's happened, but you know sometimes uh. You know you've been smoking hookah. Hey. Um. So yeah, let's get back smoking hookah. Speaking yeah, because there's more Seymour, and I feel like Seymour's a hookah guy. He's a guy who would be at a hookah bar. Yeah, I could see that. I wrote down at one point, Seymour is Florida Russell Brand. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, a good that one. Yeah, I okay. feel like Seymour dropped out of community college. Oh, for sure. But no, he's like a pretty gifted arms guy. He made those like uh, shotgun shells with water in them for the job they did. See, yeah, you're forgetting I mean, that we haven't seen a single episode, so we don't know how talented he is. Well, I mean, he this did is that the first time I've seen it's like, only episode. Stuff, right? So, yeah. yeah. This is, but, like, obviously, he's pretty good. Those are some cool-ass shotguns he gave them. Yeah. Like, they were, like, cool-looking shotguns, and they had, like, special bullets that shot water pellets or whatever. So that you could, sh- apparently, if you shoot water at a bomb, you can disintegrate it without it blowing up. This is a thing now? We should test it. Don't look into it. Just test it. Yeah, folks, if you got any bombs, uh, plant them against your window and then shoot them with a shotgun shell full of water. Guaranteed. a normal thing you can do. Look, again, I think we said it on a previous episode. They don't say, do not try this at home. Nope, they don't. There's no disclaimers. See, at least Jackass warned people. Yeah, I was going to say, even that show Ridiculousness warns you not to do anything. Rob Deerdeck is more responsible than Michael Weston. (laughs) Yeah, what about Fantasy Factory? Do they warn you? I mean, I think they do. What about Robin Big? Did he warn you? I they didn't warn you. R.I.P. Uh, Big. Yeah, and that's diet. that's the problem. He didn't warn you, he didn't and warn Big. Big died he of heart disease. So, yeah. yeah, they definitely didn't warn you enough about heart disease, and they should warn. Yeah. It's just something we should talk about. Uh, they should tell Sam X about this too. <laughs> yeah, he should Sam probably. Sam X has just been drinking and eating fried chicken for two seasons, and I'm just I mean, I did notice it. that he was like really super prone to grabbing a beer really quickly whenever he, he is an extremely high functioning alcoholic with like some deep PTSD from when he was an FBI guy in the Cold War. Okay, so like he uh, he apparently has some very deep wounds, and he drinks them away. He's a self medicating guy. Yeah. It's all adding up. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite. Like right in the first season, he's drinking his his Bloody Mary was a can of tomato juice with an airplane shot of Smirnoff board in it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, real alpha shit. He's you, have alpha. you guys ever had a Bloody Maria? No. That's with so, tequila, right? It's with tequila. Yeah. My, I don't know if my I have. My fiance prefers them. Normally, for my thing, I like Micheladas. I don't know what that is. Really? Oh, it's um, it's sort of like a Bloody Mary, but it's a beer base. Okay. Isn't it like beer uh, and Clamato or something? It's beer, Clamato, Worcestershire, hot sauce, usually lime juice. You can mix a lot of the concept of a Bloody Mary, but never the practice of it. So they they drink a lot in Burn Notice. Bloody Marys are a lot like communism. They're great in theory, but in practice, just... Oh, both red. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever had a, a bloody Marie? No, that I don't know. That's with Jaeger in it, because it's German. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that sounds even, that sounds. Yeah, I was going to say, you made that up. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, well, why, first off, Marie, is that a typical German name? Yeah, it's a common German name, apparently. Wow. The more you know, and the more I should have not known, because that sounds awful. That does not sound good. Much like most German cuisine. I'm oh, joking. well, I'm that's joking. where, come German. on. One step too far. Schnitzel. This is oh, this is too, one step too far. This is yeah. where I draw the line. Jesus, German food can I, be pretty good. I love all foods. Wow, I saw you guys uh, jumping to defend the Germans so quickly, huh? <laughs> Sauerkraut. Uh, I never heard you guys talk about Polish food this nicely, huh? <laughs> pretty sus. Oh, uh, wow. At one point, they were the same. Just saying, pretty sus. They're mm. Polish German people. Same. Yeah. Thing. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your. That's our rebuttal. We were talking about Polish schnitzel. But you don't. You don't know if a German or a Polish person made it. I had some pierogi recently that was very tasty. Oh, now pierogi's good too. Yes. I've been watching too much diners, drive-ins, and dives. Gotta love the triple D though. Guy Fieri, real king. Uh, I went to a really good pierogi place in Cleveland Ooh. recently, and they had a they had a pierogi with chorizo in it. Chorizo is my Achilles heel. And, uh, chorizo is delicious. Mm. Do you love I love the Southwest, I man. Keep a, I usually keep a tube of that like, real cheap chorizo in my, in my fridge. Have you tried the chorizo from Trader Joe's? That's pretty yeah. good, too. I've been to Trader Joe's in forever. There's like one kind of nearby, but I, there's a grocery store. Now's a perfect time to go that. because you have to wait in a really long line to go in. Oh, wow. Right. Perfect. I'm not doing that. My grocery store has still been pretty easy to shop, fortunately. Wow. I've, I've only been getting deliveries like a real alpha badass because that is pretty alpha the I'm grocery high risk, store I can't leave the house I'll die I just because I, I, I can't get delivery without tipping like insane amounts so it's yeah. under control because I would I just would have to tip like way too much to do it a lot we went over this on a recent episode of our show but I basically my my groceries are costing double now because of the okay. service fees right, associated right. in the tipping which is yeah. I guess that's the price you pay yeah I just glove up once every two to three weeks Mm. The grocery store near us is 24 hours, so it's relatively well stocked. Oh, that's not except for paper goods. Paul, uh-huh. I'd like, I wish you could glove up more than once every two or three. Yeah, weeks, that's my a, man. you should be gloving up. No glove, no loves. Yeah, no I've heard that. Man. Oh man, you, for, for, for if we're getting into that, Jesus. Well, we're getting I into think, Jesus. Did Michael wear a glove all, on the previous just... episode when they had sex? Did they? Did he wear a? Is he protected? <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure ooh, that. I mean, I don't know. Fiona's uh, Fiona's Catholic, so. Probably not. She doesn't seem like a very practicing Catholic. <laughs> no, I think, she ain't going I, I to think mass. I think they're just straight up raw dogging. Yeah, they're probably raw dogging. Yeah, they're raw dogging. That's He's going to get a burn notice. It's going to be gonorrhea. Let's hope Campbell didn't bring anything in when uh, she was banging Campbell. Oh, right. Yeah, she had a she had a Wait, she was, she was banging the other dude? No, she yeah, was banging. No. Uh, the, the character that she was banging's name was Campbell. His oh, okay. Was I was going to say, oh, I yeah. thought she was banging Bruce Campbell. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I, no, I, I got to watch, I gotta well, watch some sure, other like, episodes. I'm pretty sure the guy's name Campbell on purpose. Just to like, as like a nod. Because there's, there's one particular line in an episode he's in where um, she's like, isn't Campbell, or like, isn't this guy great? And she's like, he's, like Bruce is like, yeah, but he's no Campbell. <laughs> Yeah, so nice. It feels like yeah, that character was only around for that one. So you can line. say that line, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, there, there's the video game shit. 
there's Seymour a whole bunch more. Fiona wears a tons of a ton of outfits. Um, everybody double crosses everybody. There's like a lot of double and triple crossing because Michael's got the fake name, um, and like. The classic like make them like the spy, yeah. but then also he is the spy, but then like the I don't know, like everybody's lying to everybody, and it's like it's very Elmore Leonard in that there's like a lot of goofy, quirky music. It feels like a get shorty type situation, or like a be cool type thing. Yeah, mm. and like classic burn notice where it's like he makes the bad guy trust him and think that he's on his side, and then flips it at the very end to make his henchmen think that. He's the one setting him up, and so yeah. the henchman they, guy. They, they, yeah, this is a, a trope they fall on a lot. And uh, another thing they love to do is murder by proxy. Yep, mm. yep. There it is. Yeah, he has the henchman. The henchman kills uh, our friend. Uh, what's his fucking name? Guy, Chandler? Fucking his Chandler. name is Chandler. Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing, right, the yeah. art guy. Yeah. Can I be any more dead at the end of this episode? Yes. So, yeah, so, it was it was great when he was like, you're going to kill me. Woopa. <laughs> I, the thing that it, it, it occurred to me because I've never seen the show before and it was very clearly a murder by proxy, but I was like thinking it, essentially he's just won over by Melanie who, because her father, like, I don't know why, I don't know why he took that job or what. Michael Weston, but, Michael Weston yeah. is a protector of, of sons and daughters and a defender of father's rights everywhere. So well, when he found out that a father was murdered, he needed to get her revenge. I, that was very kind of him in some respects, but in another respect, basically, he just believes her when he's when she's like, "They he killed my father." And then, <laughs> yeah. No, no, the guy looked well, up Sam the looked thing and his... he found his landlord's yeah, lease from finds, 1980 when that was, you know, that... he he looks into where she lived or whatever. But I mean, come on, basically, it, we're just led to believe that it's okay that they murdered this guy, even though he was trying to sell a seven million dollar painting on the black market. Oh yeah, they let they let like sex criminals walk away most of the time, and then but this guy <laughs> who's just kind of committing fraud and trying to counterfeiting or well, whatever. Personally guys Black i didn't have a problem sales. with it i thought everything was fine because i believe women you don't mess with marla sokolov <laughs> wow way to make us look bad you're all canceled you no ally. you know what i i think just like with joe biden we need to investigate and get the research and look into it closely yeah i mean yeah. well we're gonna find out at the end of this that corn pop burned michael weston <laughs> I love corn pop. Oh no, he's been soaking a bunch of he's been, yeah, he's been soaking his blade rain in the barrels. rain barrel, and in season seven, he's gonna pull it out. It's gonna be rusty. Michael's oh, gonna have to watch out. Watch out for that switch. Blade. He's been banging those chains on the curb. Yeah. So something that happened was nice. Uh, they they did take the money, so they saved the day. And yeah. Marla Sokolov has like, and she's like, it's okay because it's like my dad's inheritance money. So here's half some of this. It's fine. That was a big stack. That that envelope was. That was very, probably a lot of that. That was the most money they might have gotten in a while. Yeah, they, they hundos, needed a payday, was... so like this is a good way. It's cool. They he, they take like two or three paydays a season just to like justify that they have enough resources to like do all this stuff. The candy bar. Yeah, that could have been like three paydays in that envelope. <laughs> yeah, like a payday candy bars. They're delicious. <laughs> They're pretty fucking good. I love those. Absolutely. And Bukowski then, um, famously sustained himself on paydays so when he they, was a broke the day, They and then they <laughs> find the bomber. So Seymour and his people deliver, and they find the bomber, and they're interrogating a. And they, they do all the interrogation. Seymour's wearing a super fucking cool jacket. He's yeah. Like a really nice, like, white, nice. like, embroidered jacket. I want to talk about the weird knives, the, the throwing Throwing knives. daggers, yeah. They, he gives them throwing daggers with destiny uh, engraved on them because he... Because he's earlier, a true romantic. Earlier in the episode, he had said... Uh, well, oh, I wrote it down. Don't argue with destiny. It will kick your ass. 
well, he said, I, I'm a practitioner of Tai Chi first. <laughs> too. Yes, he's a Tai Chi. He's very fucking pseudo. Seymour's the best character Joe on Rogan. this show. Seymour rules. They should just do a Seymour spinoff. They should have just had the Seymour show. Just the story of a coked out arms dealer making like fumbling his way through the Miami like underworld. Well, that I mean, Better Call Saul was similar, similar character, and then he got his own spinoff, right? Yeah, there's some energy to the Saul. Yeah, he's just from a lawyer perspective. You know, he's a fixer, a lawyer, uh, uh, you know, that kind of deal. Um, but yes, yeah, so they do, uh, got his and her throwing daggers. They do the, yeah, the throwing daggers thing. They interrogate the guy. Uh, they send, then they send him to Suriname. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They put the fucking bag and they're like, it's beautiful this time of year. And they're like, I don't even know what Suriname is. So I feel like they should have given a little more love to Suriname if they were going to make it, you know, a, a central part of this episode. Right. So let me just say, uh, Suriname, uh, the smallest, uh, sovereign nation in South America, uh, it's just north of Brazil between Guiana and French Guiana, a uh, former Dutch colony. Um, and also, something that they should know, uh, the people of Suriname are among the most diverse in the world. Wow. One of the most diverse countries on earth. So How diverse are they? They're so diverse <laughs> that, um, uh, uh, that liberals won't actually listen to them. Just post about it. <laughs> wow. Got him. Got him. Take so, that, Nancy. So Pelosi. shout out Suriname. Shout out Jair Rosenstrike, UFC heavyweight. Who? Uh, what a uh, name for a fighter, Rosenstrike. It's a cool name, and he's and he That's beats people up. Like, he's like one of those like knock you out with one punch guys. That was a fucking street fighter name. So it's it's good stuff. Um, like Deontay the, Wilder. Yes, yeah, I love Deontay Wilder. <laughs> and unfortunately, he's a shithead. But Tyson Fury is a pretty great name if you're a professional fighter. Yeah. Did, oh, for sure. Have you ever listened to any interviews of Tyson Fury? Oh yeah, he's a real shithead. Uh, so he was on a sports talk radio station that I listened to, uh, right before the, the last fight that he had. And he was talking about how his trainer wouldn't, uh, told him that he couldn't have sex, uh, while he was training. Cause it makes him weak. And he was saying that he like, he has to masturbate like eight times a day and like, Oh yeah. Like, I remember that. I remember that. Way too much. Wow. That's Thank you great. for repeating that on another medium. Thanks. I appreciate that. Oh, did I, yeah, did that's I a, talk about that? That's a fact I really that wanted to know. I'm very excited. I'm very happy to have learned that. I wonder how many times people come. When it's, did I we're talk gonna, about That's the that? next segment we get. Well, that's to. why. Actually, no. I was. I, I, that's why we, uh, we brought this up at the top of the episode. So this is a nice callback. Shake, how are your balls doing after this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing very well. They're definitely not blue if that's. Of any concern, are they? Anybody. Do they look like uh, California raisins? Have they been drained of all of their life force? Are you? Wh- why? No, they're definitely. Well, I'm not... just saying, maybe if you peed a lot, because that's where pee is stored. No, I mean I've been drinking water, but I have been a, maybe too dehydrated, so they're probably not like. So terrible. please hydrate and fill your balls because pee is stored in the balls, as we all know. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't want your hog to look dehydrated when you show it. No, no I, that's not. why I, we're, I'm doing a little training of my own. Yep, there's going to be like a training montage of Shake do, trying to do cock push-ups like Tenacious D. Yes, I have to do at least one before I can... Burning shake. Heart by Survivor is playing and you're just trying to do cock push-ups. I've got a little dumbbell that I bought from Spencer's Gifts that uh, I can like wiggle my dick and do little <laughs> curls with my cock. <laughs> yeah. Is that so one of those like... The animated, like the, uh, the over, oversized ones that have like the curl in the bar? Yeah, exactly. Nice. 
Yes, like that definitely primo training. Because like we, ca- I can't go to the gym anymore. I would usually use the cock dumbbell at the gym. There's a cock obviously... dumbbell at the gym. Well, of course. Well, have you not been to a gym lately? Clearly, I have not. If I don't go know the wrong, about the... you're going to the wrong gyms. Go like, <laughs> like you know. Okay, go to the back of the gym, like outside of the building where the dumpsters are. Usually, a dude will help you out there. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's I'm, the I'm trick. Very used, okay. I'm very used to seeing old men's genitals. Is when that I go what to keto gym. is? <laughs> yes, uh, you. Yeah, you got me. I got that, really into. Keto. Is that CrossFit? It's it's a lot of high protein um, snacking at the back of the gym by the dumpsters. Good to know. So speaking of huevos, uh, the episode wraps up with uh, Michael mentioning that he made Fiona an egg white Spanish omelet before she left the other night. After they did it. After they fucked, and she didn't even eat it. Well, no, because remember she already left. Yeah. She she would have stayed. That was her favorite. She said, maybe she next said, time I'll stay because she wants yeah. to fuck again. She's so horny in this episode. And so that's the, and that's where we end up. That's where we leave off. That's the episode. Um, Barely anything advancing in terms of plot. Yeah, I mean, they did they did say, like, they got the bomber, but the bomber was just like, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, that's why it's like, well, that was a dead end, basically. Yeah, almost a dead end. They sort of yeah. was like they uh, the bank account. They got a bank account number for the Cayman Islands. Right. fuck. So, so I have a question for you guys. It's it's burn notice related. Uh, so that episode really didn't leave me wanting to watch burn notice. <laughs> well, again. that well we have a question for you related to that too. Okay, so hold on. Uh, <laughs> what episode would you recommend I watch? That would le- what's the episode that would get me hooked that you've seen so far in your review? Mm. So season one, right through season two, episode twelve, which is the one that we watched. What yeah. episode would really? What episode would make me want to watch more Burn Notice? Probably one of the ones from season one, like the one with uh, the dipshit surfer guy client. That one's really fun. Um, that was fun. That there's was... two episodes directed by the guy who directed uh, Christmas Vacation. That are both really good. A season, it's season two. It might be like episode eight. It's called Hard Bargain, is with the dipshit. Oh, season one, episode nine. I do love a hard bargain. Hard bargain is yeah. a good episode. That's a good one. So season one, episode nine is fun. Uh, honestly, the season one, episode eleven, which is the first part of the finale. Was, that oh, what's was the, the Lucy one? Lawless episode? Whatever the yes. Lucy Lawless episode oh, is. Oh, Lucy Lawless episode. That's my final mean? answer. My final answer is the one that Lucy Lawless is in. Um, is she playing Xena? Might as well be. Continuation of the role? I wish. Yeah, Hard Bargain's the Nick Lamb one. What's the one that um, Lucy Lawless is in? Ooh, that's a fucking good question. We're going to find that live on this <laughs> podcast. I, I mean, pause. I can just Google it if you guys want to move on. No, I don't want to move on. I want to talk about Lucy Lawless. Uh, 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 stammer on air, stammer on air. Why would I want to move on from talking about Lucy Lawless? Oh, it's Lawless? season one, episode 10. Okay, False Flag. So right after Hard Bargain. So that's a good one, too. Yes. So, uh, so Hard Bargain, and then the Lucy Lawless one, and then the first part of the two-part season finale of Honestly, season yeah, one. that's a good three fucking yep, episodes that's, span. That'd be a good triple shot right there. I will, yeah. I will give that a shot. Yeah, that's, those are some of the episodes we all liked the most. And like, yeah, they, even they were fun to record uh, podcasts about, too. Yeah, that's great stuff. Okay. Yeah. Should I might... wait? Should I watch them and then listen to the episodes? the podcast we would love if you did that and downloaded it and gave it five stars (laughs) okay uh so we've reached the promo section of not quite because what i want to do is i'd like to rate the episode um Uh, out of 10 dick barbells okay Um, okay we're going with dick barbells we're going with we're going with 10 dick barbells so how many dick barbells out of 10 would you give this episode do you want me to go first sure 
Uh, I'm going to give it two sandwiches out of one. <laughs> All right. That's a good, that's Fair. a lot of good sandwiches. Uh, I'm going to say that this is a, a 5.9 dick barbells out of 10. 5.9 dick barbells. It's a fair uh, fair rating. Yeah, it was it was fun. There was some fun, but ultimately this seemed to do nothing for a narrative, a show that's like a serialized show. Yeah, it didn't do much for its own purposes either. It didn't serve its own narrative a whole lot. It wasn't super eventful. Um, there was some stuff that I enjoyed in it, like the, the Sam Axe scenes I really liked. Uh, Fiona hitting the guy with the bottle was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Marla Sokolov. Marla Sokolov, all the Seymour shit. I love Seymour. So yeah, it's like a it's like a six barbells for me. I'll give it a six. It was it, it had more good than bad, but didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in that same ballpark uh, with all of you. Maybe outside of the sandwiches, <laughs> but I, I would probably say five dick barbells because it does seem like such a middle of the road. Where I was like, this is just another episode. Uh, it really didn't capture my attention for a lot of it. No, neither. So um, this is what I want to bring up real quickly. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't paying really super close attention. And what I was doing a lot was just kind of reading tweets throughout most of the episode. So I'm going to go back and look at, here's a couple of tweets that I liked uh, during this episode while I was watching it. Make sure you describe the nudes that you liked. I will absolutely do that. So I, the first one I liked during this was a, I had to pause the episode to listen to it. It's the worst saxophone solo you've ever heard in your life. It's just this, the guy. Like, Are they doing Careless Whisper? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, a, it's like some old song. Rules. And like the, it's, it's a saxophone solo with one note. And it's just, it's so bad. It's very funny. So I like that. Um, I liked a tweet that says, uh, ABBA is like what would have happened if Fleetwood Mac had experienced happiness even once. <laughs> mm, 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 um, mm, mm. I liked a tweet from uh, Bobby Babylon. That's, uh, you remember that one Seinfeld episode? That was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I did see that one. He's right about that. Bobby, um, I met in person. Great guy. Love Bobby's him. great. We have a former guest on our show as well. Um, I have a tweet from uh, uh, wrestling Twitter mutual follower Pork Sweats. That's uh, an elderly Italian man saying Guitar Center. That's just that's Guitar tweet. Center. Um, here's a tweet from Joshua Turek. You want to reopen the economy in this economy? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good tweet. Uh, here's one from uh, host of the episode one podcast, uh, Andrew Hudson. Uh, and it just says, Joel Quest. And the reason I like that is because yesterday they did a uh, marathon stream where they did eight episodes of E1 on Chapo FYM's feed. And one of them was called Joel Quest. And the whole premise of it was they had Joel in his apartment and like being controlled by Branson as like the video game player, as like a, like a point and click adventure kind of deal. So he'd be like, oh, well, Joel's going to go over and mix this drink now. And then like, he would mix the drink and like be like the video game avatar. And it, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Paul, um, I got to say, I only understood like three of the words you just said. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, just send the like box. It's very funny. Tuned it I, I was like, you know, tweets are good when you explain them. That yes. <laughs> and uh, and like the last one I did the... was uh, Stavros Halkius tweeted. <laughs> okay. My roommate was like, all right, going to go jack off. And now he's in his room blaring Paul Wall. Oh, I did see that one, too. So, those are the those are the tweets. Some of the it's tweets like I you're describing. Can I, can I pull out the Sunday paper and start reading some of the funnies and describe them, please? Yes, absolutely. All right. So Marmaduke is getting into some <laughs> trouble once again. Wow. What's he gonna do next? That crazy Marmaduke dog. Marmaduke is sniffing a turnip field, and it's just, you. Uh, it's honestly you have to probably see. Wow. It. You know, Josh. I'm. I you know I can't say. You stole I know this everything. bit. You stole this bit from Jimmy Fallon, where he makes celebrities read tweets where they're being made fun of. I, oh, like mean true. tweets. I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know everything. Uh, 
Sorry, I, I lost don't the know. I was like, where are you going with? I this? lost the thread in that bit. Now I just kind of just yeah, never mind. All right. Well, anyway, that's the podcast. Getting, that's the podcast. I think we're getting to plugs now. Sure, plug some shit. <laughs> Woo. No, that you was you guys. We were talking yeah, to you. We're... Okay, thank you. I didn't. I didn't know if you were talking to. <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Wow. It's a lot wow, of pressure. Wow. Are you guys sure we have time for plugs, or should we just should we talk about the episode a little bit more? Because I think I have a lot of notes here about. Uh, for example, uh, her name was Melanie. Uh, yeah. I liked the way she was smelling me. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. The resume that Michael used was in, even though he worked for like the Pentagon and he also worked for Silicon Valley and someplace in New York, he was using like a, a Microsoft Word template. For His resume, resume looked like he printed wait. off an email chain. Did yeah. Jeffrey so. Donovan was on the hit HBO series, Silicon Valley. <laughs> Well, was he, he uh, our, our show is called Rounding Down. Uh, it's available everywhere podcasts are. You can follow us on Twitter, Rounding Down Pod, at, uh, and you can email us at roundingdownpod at gmail.com if you want to send us any stuff. But rate and review. Listen to the show. We talk about one thing we like and one thing that we don't like. And typically the thing that we like is something that people do do not like. And the thing that we don't like is something that people generally do like. Um, and it's fun. We're going to have a fun month coming up uh, very soon about uh, Vagrant Records and also baseball. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, if you like baseball, it'll be a good Or time. early aughts emo. Everyone Speaking likes oh, early aughts emo. Now we're speaking my language. Yeah. No, me uh, too. But baseball, not really early aughts emo. Oh, hold on. So if you like early aughts emo, you should probably come on during the, the month. I would or... love to talk about early aughts emo with you guys. I got a oh, lot great. to say. I have a Treyu lyrics tattooed on the back of my arm. Wow. So, yeah. You were born for that podcast series. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have something in common because my fiance used to have snake bite uh, lip piercings. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, um,. You can find me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV or at Twitch at twitch.tv slash ThickFlare. Uh, we've been doing more gaming stuff, more just chatting stuff in the middle of the day. I kind of at random times because, again, time doesn't mean anything. It's totally useless and meaningless. Um, nothing matters anymore. So uh, stay inside and follow me on social media when I tell politicians to shut the fuck up. Josh, <laughs> where can they find you? Where can they find us? Well, they can find us at Bird Notice Pod on Twitter. Or much like you do with Rounding Down, we have a Gmail as well, but ours is burnafternoticing at gmail.com. Uh, you can also rate and review us if you'd like. Rate and review both of us. You might have a good time doing that. Get drunk and write podcast reviews. That's a fun time. Absolutely. Yeah, for yes, sure. If, you, if you're drunk and want to talk about our podcast, please do it in a review where you give it five stars. I love doing that. And uh, you can find me at Shake and Bakey pretty much everywhere. Also on the Bazizio channel where I may or may not be showing Hog. Then if you want to know if he does, you just got to tune in to find out. Yeah. Also, if you want to know if he shows hog, I'm uh, at Syfieri on Twitter. That's right. I'm at Chidspin on Twitter also. Please follow. Just like I followed back today. I finally corrected a long, <laughs> long, long standing wrong. It's never too late. See, you can always get better. We're here doing better. Idea. Last question before we get out of here. Would you guys watch this show again or will you keep watching it? No to no. would I keep watching it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try that three episode thing to see if it can catch my attention because I was I was not not after this episode I wasn't wowed. Got it, Jid. 
I I wouldn't know. I don't have time. I, I if I had more time, if I were, were a younger man, I think truly if I knew this show existed when it was originally on, that was when I had all the time in the world. Yes. But now having children and all the jobs and uh, being locked at home and basically either watching a kid or working an actual job or doing a podcast when I'm awake, uh, I, I don't think I have time for. You heard it here, right folks. Now. Give your children a podcast. <laughs> They will inherit rounding down. That's right. That's the podcast onto the next generation. Sidechid, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate having you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Folks, thank you for listening. Uh, please stick with us. Tune in next week where we will continue the burn notice journey. And as always, don't get burned. Do not get burned, folks. Have a good one. See you then next time. Woo.